EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people Names, who characters, are... places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Bonnie. That, folks, obviously was my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Bonnie DeForest, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and myself, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we are happy to present an interview with Andrew Bemis, plus a selection of his music. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, I have an issue with family members who do not respect my dietary concerns. I eat everything clean. Nothing I put into my mouth is packaged, processed, or preserved. I want all the vitamins and minerals of the glorious food I eat untouched. So I eat all my food organic and raw, bought directly from the farm. On the rare occasion I do eat at family get-togethers, they try to push their prepared meats my way. They know I eat the flesh off the bone uncooked, yet they insist that their way is more healthy and nutritious. They preach and persist. I eat my salad in silence, but inside I am enraged. Short from not going to these family functions, what do I do? What do I say? I don't tell them what to eat, and I feel they have to accept my choices as well. Signed, uncooked, and uninhibited. Dear uncooked, how delightful. Picking at the bone and chomping at the bit. Consuming raw meat on a regular basis is unhealthy, no bones about it. Keep this up and people will literally be able to say you've bought the farm. My suspicions are you are confusing yourself with a raccoon that eats everything without baking or broiling. Meat and fish can carry bacteria and parasites. One can avoid these for a while, maybe but the odds are against you when you consume these raw goodies over a period of time. I agree to clean eating. Avoiding cans is good practice. But aside from the rare occasion of consuming sashimi and beef tartare, my suggestion is to heat the meat 
and stick to your vegetables. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada. Right here, Beulah, doing the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City's chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. Why, thank you, everyone. Seems like old times you coming over like this. Oh, it's nice to be back in my hometown. It must seem surreal. Well, true. I, I feel anxious. I keep looking out, expecting to see the ocean or hear the foreign language of vendors outside my window. Oh, but all I see is the mess that that English professor has left all over my house. She left a mess? You should see this place, Bree. Dishes all over downstairs. My hall carpet has an orange stain on it. I have no idea how to get it out. The bathroom shower curtain is hanging by only three clasps. I don't know why the den's door is not closing properly, but it doesn't. Goodness knows what else I'll find. Well, she seems so gentle. Mousy, really. Yes, well, little packages come with big surprises sometimes. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, I need to hire someone to fix some things in this house before I sell it. What are you, what are you talking about? You're not selling your home. Oh, yes, yes, I am. You just got back. Well, dear, I'm not moving today. Are you okay? Well, honestly, I'm a little sad. Oh, honey, I'm not moving out of town. Then why are you selling your home next door? Because I have too many unpleasant memories there. My ex-husband, Leon, for one, the crazy affair I had with Bobby, and a lot of empty bottles. Empty bottles? Well, in case you haven't noticed, I used to drink a lot. I have noticed you are more clear-headed lately. I drank a lot before, because my life was such a mess. Before I knew it, life became more unmanageable because of all that alcohol. I see. Cheer up, Bree. I am still staying in this town. I'm just downsizing, that's all. Maybe get a one-bedroom condo. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm just being selfish. Moving is the right thing for you. Now, I need your opinion on something. Yes? I need to blindfold you. What? Mula? what are you doing? We, we're just doing a little experiment, dear. I, I want you to taste a few things, and I want your honest opinion. Well, you could have told me this before you blindfold. Here's water. Thanks. <clears throat> and here? Um, mm, mm. Oh, this is so good. Um, beef? Uh, mascarpone, maybe? Curry? Creamy sauce. Oh, this is delicious. Mm, uh, drink. Drink some water. Okay. Uh, this is so strange. Mmm. What is that? Chili? And coleslaw? Wow. One more. Water. Okay. Okay. Mmm, blue cheese and bacon. Oh, this is good, Beulah. 
These are delicious. Hmm. You like? Love. Do you mind now if I take the blindfold off? Oh, sorry. So, as I said, I am experimenting with all the flavors I've picked up from around my journey. I can make this in vegetarian as well. I call them Beulah's Bonnie Balls. Excuse me. <laughs> Different creams and spices infused inside these circular-shaped meats or tofu-based meats, giving them their dainty flavors. Oh,、uh, huh. Maybe you should call them Beulah's Bonnie Bites. Hmm. I guess that would work too. Well, they would make a great hors d'oeuvre. That's what I'm thinking. These could be frozen as well, but I prefer fresh. Stefan just loves them. He helped me with some flavor combinations. So, um, Beulah, is Stefan playing any part in your moving plans? If you are asking me if we'll be cohabitating when I move, the answer is I have no idea. There are so many other things I have my mind on. Living with a man is the last of my concerns. I see. I have found I am my own person. I don't need to have a relationship to be happy. I see. Although I do suppose when finding the right mate, one can share memories made. Well, that is a nice way of putting it. Humanity does not work alone. I leave my recipe for the curried bunny bites. Yes, bites. And here is one for the blue cheese and bacon bites. My new favorites. All of my recipes will have wine or beer pairing suggestions. In my opinion, a heavier-bodied lager is the best pairing for this recipe. Like an Amstel Gold or a Dogfish Heads prescription, appeals would go nicely with both curry and the meat. Thanks. Well, dear, I must go. The plumber is coming over in half an hour. Stephen tried to unclog the kitchen sink, but it was a no-go. I don't know what that English professor put in there, but I suspect she thought it was a trash can. Oh well, I'll see you soon. Bye, Beulah. Say hello to Stefan for me, and thanks for these marvelous recipes. <sighs> it seems like Beulah has her hands full. Thankfully, she still has time to cook because these burger bites are so delicious. I will post Beulah's Bonnie Bites on her recipe bar. You can find these and all of Beulah's other amazing recipes exclusively on our KB Cabaret app. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's k-b-k-a-b-a-r-e-t.com, and download yours today. Hmm. Well, these are good. This is so nice, Marty. Yeah, I had to go visit Uncle Arnie at the nursing home, and I thought you'd like to see him too. Oh, that's nice. Who is he? Oh, he's your younger brother, Aunt Helen. Oh, of course he is, dear. I never liked the little snot. Aunt Helen. Well, he was always such a brat. Everything had to be his way or the highway. Well, he's been in the nursing home for four years, Aunt Helen. Maybe he's mellowed out. Huh. We don't see palm trees like this up north, do we, Aunt Helen? They are so lovely, dear. And here we are.、Uh, where are we again, dear? Orlando, Florida, home of the amusement park and Uncle Arnie's Sunny Palms Retirement Home. Okay. Do I get to ride on Splash Mountain? 
I think this is it. Room 4242. Go away. For crying out loud, I said go away. Uncle Arnie, it's us. Your nephew Marty and your sister Helen. Ah, uh, just what I wanted. Idiot number one and idiot number two. You see, he's mean and he's a big snot. You got a big mouth, Helen. You have a big mouth and I'm telling on you. You do that and I'm not sharing my good and plenty with you. Good and plenty? Oh, give me, give me, give me. Okay, but you can only have three pieces. Four. Three. Five. Okay, four. So, um, I'm taking you two out to lunch. Yeah? Where are you taking us? How about the Waffle House? I always knew you were a cheapskate. No, I just thought you liked waffles. Wrong as usual, dimwit. Well, let's go to Disney World. You only like the foo-foo rides. I like Splash Mountain. Well, okay, but I get to sit on the left. Well, you always get to sit on the left. That's no fair. Um, Uncle Arnie, Aunt Helen. Okay, fine. Your Shirley Temple doll doesn't need her head anyway. <gasps> you wouldn't dare. Uncle Arnie, Aunt Helen. Oh, don't I? I'll hold my breath. Go ahead. You look good in blue. Aunt Helen. Yes? Stop it, the both of you. We can't go to Disney because I don't have that much time to visit. Neither do you, Aunt Helen. Now let's go to the Waffle House. Fine, but I want extra butter and syrup on mine. Just leave me some syrup. You always do that. You always use up all the syrup before I can get any. Aw, clam up, Helen. You don't need syrup anyway. Did you look in the mirror lately? I'm going to slug you. Stop it now, or you won't get any toy afterwards. Oh, boy, toy? oh, boy, oh, boy. Can I get one of those red Randall horsey? BB guns? <laughs> one each. Now let's go. Who is he again? I don't know. But if we play our cards right, we may just get a triple scoop ice cream with chocolate sauce and Pringles. What you heard was a little part of a song called Banjo Lele, and it is sung by a, a very talented artist, uh, Andrew Bemis, and um, he's, you spell it a little differently, Andrew. Welcome to our show, by the way. Thank you. You're very welcome. You spell Andrew, A-N-D-R-U. Is this something your parents decided they wanted that spelling, or is this a stage name? No, actually, that, that came up when I went to college. I started using email, and at the time, I think it was coming out of chat rooms, and people were writing everything a little shorter, kind of like text messages now, except not quite as short as text they get. And just as a joke, I tried to make emails as short as possible, like shorten all the words, including ones that shouldn't be short, including my name. I see. And it just kind of stuck. So it's been like that for probably 20 years. Well, it gives you a distinction, I think. You play the banjo, and do you play the ukulele as well? Uh, not very well. I okay. do have a little banjo ukulele, which is what the song banjo lele comes from. I, I did not know that there was a combination. Yeah, back in the 20s, they made all sorts of combinations of banjo instruments. This was kind of before electric instruments were really popular, and so the nice thing about a banjo head on an instrument is it made it really loud. And so they had banjo basses, and they had banjo mandolins, and banjo ukuleles, and any variety of banjo you could think of. 
and most of them sounded pretty terrible. But that's what it works. You are using the banjo lily in this song called banjo lily? That's right. And so it does not sound terrible at all. It sounds amazing. No, it actually sounds pretty good. It's generally out of tune, but it sounds pretty good. And tell me a little bit about the lyrics of this song, because the melody is fantastic. Lyrics are too, but I detect some dark tones in your music. At least your lyrics I do. And so I'm just curious about that. I guess, I guess for me, so often I write music to say the things that either I'm too nice to say in person to people, or things that I just don't know how to say otherwise. That actually comes from a really old song called "I Love My Ukulele," and I often just write new verses for things. And at the time, I was in a little tiny house with another house that was about ten feet away, and they tended to keep their television on really late at night, for mm -hmm. example. So one of the verses I think was about that. Somebody stole my bicycle, so I think one of the verses was about that because that kind of made me unhappy. And and then you have two lines that say, "Some days are bad, some are worse." Most are simply worse, terrible. Most are simply terrible. <laughs> I don't always feel that way, but some days I feel that way. So. <laughs> well, the melody is uplifting. The lyrics, I think, speak to us all. Let's go and listen to this song because I have a feeling, KB Cabaret audience, you're going to love it. We'll be right back. Some are worse, most are simply terrible. There's one thing I like to sing to make them somewhat bearable. I love my banjo lately, my ukulele. I love to play it daily, it's always out of tune. I placed a bet once on a horse, I can't forget that day. Put my last two bucks on the mare named Luck, she ran the other way. I love my banjo lately, my ukulele. Love to play it daily, it's always out of tune. Seems every time I take a walk, I get lost in the park. So I eat nothing but garlic now. You Destroy it. I love my banjo lately. 
my ukulele lately. I love to play it daily. It's always out of tune. Some days are bad, some are worse, most are simply terrible. There's one thing I like to sing to make them somewhat bearable. I love my banjo-lay-lay, my ukulele-lay-lay. I love to play it daily, it's always out of tune. I love my banjo-lay-lay, my ukulele-lay-lay. I love to play it daily, it's always out of tune. Oh, honey, this is so beautiful. Oh, I wanted it to be special. You're special. You sure you like it? I do. You know I love little clubs like this. I know. They have live music and dancing. Candlelight. Great food. And Barry. I'm sorry, hon. I know it's our fifth anniversary, but he sounded so destitute. He always sounds destitute. Yeah, I know. Never mind. Not even your loser friend Barry can ruin this perfectly romantic evening. And that's why I love you. And I love you. Hey, Davis, look at that rack. What? Look at that woman over there on the right back table. She's got some rack. Are you nuts? You can't talk like that about women, especially in front of my wife. Oh, uh, sorry, Donna. Mmm. And oh, hon, they have your favorite here, roast duck. I know. I saw it. Unfortunately, you have to order it 24 hours in advance. I know. That's why I ordered it for you two days ago. Oh, hon, you're the... Oh, they serve the drinks with the little umbrellas here. You see that, Davis? Yeah, yeah, Barry. You promised you would be as quiet as a mouse if I brought you here. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I just got so excited about the umbrellas, you know. I, I, I haven't had that since Marilyn and I were engaged. Yeah, well, she had you arrested twice since then, so I wouldn't get all choked up about it if I were you. I guess. Do you hear the song they're playing? Yeah. I don't recognize it. Wait, is it Sweet Caroline? No, Barry, it is not. Do you mind? I was talking to my husband. Oh, sorry. Sure, sure. It's Lady in Red. Our song. It was our first dance. Uh-huh. Do you Look at the backseat of that one. Barry! What? Just admiring the rounded outcrop. You're a sick man. My wife can hear you. I can, you know. Hun, let's just dance. Okay. Excuse us, Barry. Sure, sure. Go ahead. This is nice. You and me dancing. I know. You, me, Barry. Honey. What's he doing now? Oh, no. No. Uh... Barry? Yeah? Are you kidding me? Hey, uh, I'd like you to meet Sandy, a friend of Marilyn's and mine. Charmed, I'm sure. She can't sit with us. She looks like she just came off the docks, ready to be arrested. I'll take care of this. Barry, you need to leave with her. Oh, look, drinks with little umbrellas. This place is great, Sandy. You should try the steak Delmonico. I hear it's great. Barry? 
What? This is perfect. She's got it all. The right packaging and smarts. It's our anniversary. Come on. Yeah, double date. You're the best, Davis. Let's go. I suddenly developed a headache. What about the duck? Let the two Neanderthals eat it with their feet. Hey, where are you two going? Home, Barry. Don has a headache. Don't choke on the little umbrellas. Oh, and by the way, thanks for paying the bill. Geez, what's with them? I don't know, but maybe you should rethink the steak. It's 29 bucks. Okay, we're back with Andrew Bemis, and we're talking about his wonderful banjo music. We are going to be having his website hooked up to ours on the musicians page of kbcabaret.com. Just click on to Andrew Bemis, and you'll find everything you need to know about this gentleman. Very talented. You play the banjo, and you have a couple of groups that I have seen. One is called Real to Real, and the other one is called Singer. How many albums have you come out with, and how did you start this whole journey of music? As far as how many albums I've come out with, I guess I have three solo albums and quite a few albums that are collaborations with other people. I don't even know quite. It's probably less than a dozen. I guess that's the answer to that. But the three solo albums are called Real to Real and Singer and Plays Best is Bedtime. Okay. Kind of the beginning of the whole thing was Plays Best is Bedtime, which... I just stayed up really late one year, I think it was 2001 to 2002, New Year's Eve and New Year's morning, and I just recorded a bunch of songs with my guitar and my voice because I didn't even play banjo yet at the time. And I just did that because I wanted to travel and play music and be able to pay for my bus ticket. So Uh I figured I better have something to sell and something to show people what I do so that they'd let me do that. And people liked it. So I guess that's what got me started. Did you have professional training with banjo, or did you pick that up yourself? No, I I, I found a book. Somebody gave me this banjo probably, I don't know, 15 years ago, and it sat in my closet for a while, and I tried to... Earl Scruggs' book, and that didn't work, and I tried Pete Seeger's book, and that didn't work. I I learned pretty much everything I learned from books. I'm not sure quite why, but I I read it, and then I try to do what it says. And eventually, I came across this book in in a music store that obviously had been sitting there for about 20 years, and it was called The Illustrated American Five String Banjo. And I just picked it up on a whim, and it it was still in its original wrapper and everything. And I read the book, and I did what it says, and now I play the banjo. Well, you play it well. And now I'm looking at the lyrics. Listen to the music of Huck Finn. You are called a neo-folk artist. Is that correct? Yeah, I've heard people call me that. At times, I might have even said the same thing. Your music certainly reflects it. The lyrics, this is like a parallel metaphor of you and Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool lyrics. What inspired you? What inspired me? I was living in Illinois at the time, not too far from the Fox River. I grew up in Michigan, near Lake Michigan, and I've just always loved water. And I bought a canoe when I was young. It was an old canoe that had fallen off someone's car, so it was all bent up on the side. But I got it for 100 bucks. I saved up my money for a long time and bought this canoe. And I, 
I just loved being on the water. Then I moved out to Illinois, and the closest real water was the Fox River, which was a little ways away. And so I'd get out there whenever I could, but it wasn't as often as I'd like to be out there. And I just realized, I guess, when I was living in Illinois, how much I kind of need water around. And that's partly what the song is about. That's partly why I'm really happy that we've moved here to Binghamton, too. Uh-huh. The last time we lived, didn't have any water. It had a creek. But yeah. it's nice living in a town that actually has two rivers. And- yeah, it's beautiful. It's- well, let's take this uh, river journey with Andrew Bemis and Huck Finn. We'll be right back. When I was 13, all my friends made fun of me Cause I wore knickers instead of jeans, just like Huck Finn I used to smoke a corncob pipe, I would smoke it late at night I never got in trouble cause I turned out the light, just like Huck Finn myself a raft of wood I would float it whenever I could till the day it sank right in into the river like Hawk Finn Sinking, 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 sinking down Watch it sink and see the water slowly seeping round Now that I'm 22, I'm so glad that I found you You love the river just as much as I do, just like Hawk Finn And I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you forever, babe I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you forever, babe. I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you. When I was 13, all my friends made fun of me, cause I wore knickers instead of jeans, just like Hawk Finn. I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you forever, babe. I just want to go down the river, go down the river with you. When I was 13, all my friends made fun of me. Cause I wore knickers instead of jeans, just like Hawk Fed.
Hey, Muggsy. Yeah, boss. Get in here. What's up, boss? I found this Kenny G CD on my desk this morning. Any idea how it got there? That's funny. I found a double live Pink Floyd CD on my nightstand when I woke up this morning. Muggsy, I didn't bring you in here to share stories. I asked you if you know who put this thing on my desk. Gee, boss, uh, I don't know. Let's see. I'm asking you about it, and you didn't do it. So, who does that leave? Well, my first thought would be Vinny. Always go with your first thought, Muggsy. Hey, good advice, boss. Unless your first thought is wrong. Right. Uh, I think. So? So what, boss? So, what's your first thought now? Huh. Not sure. Let me give you another piece of good advice, Muggsy. No first thought is worse than a wrong first thought. Hmm. And? Oh, and my first thought is to go ask Vinny if you put the Kenny G CD on your desk. Now, there's a good first thought, Muggsy. You should be proud of yourself. Yeah, you're right, boss. I do feel pretty good right now. That first thought thing really has a way of... Muggsy! Go find out if Vinny put this stupid thing on my desk or I'm going to share my first thought with you and I'm going to have Vinny do it. Uh, yeah. Be right back, boss. Hey, Vinny. Over here, Muggsy. Boss wants me to ask you, what are you doing? I'm filling out the necessary paperwork. What do you mean, necessary paperwork? You don't even know how to write, let alone spell correctly for anything necessary. It's okay. Mama showed me what I need to do, and there's lots of pictures to let me know. Let you know what? What to order. What are you ordering? Mama got this thing called uh, Columbia House that lets you order music in the, in the mail. Columbia House, huh? Huh. How's it work? It's simple. You look at the list of all the albums they have, you pick 30 of them, and they send them to you free. Wait... They send you 30 albums for free? Yeah, could you believe it? <laughs> no, I can't. What's the catch? I, I don't know. Well, there's a catch? Vinny, there's always a catch. Well, what's a catch? It's where you get something for free and then something else happens that you usually don't want to happen, but it happens anyways, and there's nothing you can do about it because you agreed to the free stuff first. Oh. What'd you do, Vinny? Here, give me that paper. Okay, okay. Ah, oh, Vinny, this ain't good. What's it say, Muggsy? Says here to get the 30 for free, you gotta buy 10 more at $20 each. You know that? 10? At $20 each, Vinny. You got that kind of money? I don't think so. And you know how I know? Because I don't. Ah, moron. <laughs> what, you think this is funny? <laughs> no. It's just that you sounded like the boss when you said that. Yeah, well, forget about the boss right now. You got to get out of this thing before it's too late. Well, when is it going to be too late? When they arrest you for not buying ten more albums. I I'm going to get arrested? If you don't buy ten more, you will. And think about this, Vinny. You getting arrested? The boss ain't going to be too happy with that kind of heat around here. And you know what happens when the boss ain't happy. He's going to have me whacked, ain't he? He sure as hell ain't going to whack me for this. Oh, Muggsy, what am I going to do? Hang on a minute. Here, give me back that paper. 
Okay, orders and return policy. Okay. okay, says here if you pay the shipping and return all the albums, you can get out of this thing. So just get all the albums together and send them back. You got all the albums, right, Vinny? Hey, I don't see any albums. Where are the albums, Vinny? They don't make albums anymore, Muggsy. They only make CDs. And they're all over out there on the table. See ya. All, all except two. And my first thought is those two are the double live Pink Floyd and the Kenny G. Am I right? Oh, no. The boss ain't gonna like it when I return his Kenny G, is he? Trust me, you'll be in more trouble if you don't return it. Here, give me that paper again. Oh, okay, return. Okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. What? Nothing. Just seeing if there's a way I could keep the Pink Floyd. Hang on. Well, maybe the boss will forget all about the Kenny G when he gets his new book, you think? Any? What book? Well, from the Columbia House Book Club. I just joined. Says the guy you can't read. I'll be right back. Where you going? See the boss. Okay, but don't tell him about the book. I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> don't worry, Vinny, I won't. Hey, nice knowing you. Thanks, Muggsy. Same to you. Ah, moron. <laughs> and we are back with Andrew Bemis, and we're going to be discussing Be Who You Wanna. What inspired you to write this song? This You're writing this to someone. I, I have to admit, a good number of my songs were written to someone and to a specific person at the time. Well, first of all, I guess I, I can go back a little bit and say the reason I started traveling and playing music was so that I could visit this person who seemed to move a lot. Maybe she was trying to move away from me. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> but I liked to visit her, and I didn't have a lot of money, so I needed some way to, to be able to make a little bit of money to travel and visit wherever she happened to be at the time. And the song Be Who You Want It was about that. I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember where she was living at the time or if I say anything about it in the song. I don't think I uh -uh, do. No. I remember the first time I actually played that it was over a telephone to her. I don't know if she liked that, but who knows? Who cares? Still friends? Yeah. Uh, well, no, yeah. I, I don't know. We haven't talked in a long time. I don't even know how to get hold of her anymore. Uh -huh. So maybe we're not still friends. I don't think we're enemies, though. Uh -huh. We just haven't talked in a long time. Be, be Who You Want, I guess, really is just about, it's kind of the way I feel about life in general. I want people to let me do whatever it is I happen to be putzing around with at the time, and I want them to do whatever brings them joy at the time. So that's pretty much what the song is about. Huh? I'll do what I do, and you do what you do, and that's great. All right, so we're going to listen to Andrew B. Mist, who plays the guitar in this one, right? That's right. Okay, and then Carl Andrew Tuba and Mike Reeb Drums off the album Real to Real and I suggest that to everyone be who you wanna we'll be right back I never wanna change you to rearrange you after all I just wanna be me and always use that to do the things you do be who you wanna be I know you don't want to hear this, but I can't stop loving you. I never want to change you to rearrange you. After all, I just want to be me. And all ask you is that you do the things you do and be who you want to be. 
roses, they are red. A seasick man is green. When I'm with you, I'm the happiest boy this world has ever seen. I never meant to shape you, to bend or break you, but darling, won't you stay with me? And all as you is that you do the things you do and be who you wanna be. My darling, all as you is that you do the things you do be who you wanna be. My darling, all as you is that you do the things you do be who you wanna be. I hate technology. I know, but this is great. I don't need a smartphone. Listen, bro, I got a deal. Buy one, get one. Whatever. Probably won't use it. Look, look, it has a built-in GPS so you won't get lost. I never go anywhere anyway. Okay, well, this gives you instant sports stats. Why would I want to torture myself? And dude, you have Margo. Margo? Margo, your built-in intelligent assistant. What do I need one of those for? Here, let me show you. Hello, Margo? What is the color blue? The color blue is a popular color among large companies, hospitals, and airlines. It's a color that symbolizes loyalty, strength, wisdom, and trust. Blue color is also known to have a calming effect on the psyche. Blue is the color of the sky and the sea, and is often used to represent these images. Wow, she sounds hot. I know, right? Play with it. Explore. Have fun. I gotta go back to work. Okay. Later. Hmm. Hello, Margo. I'm Bruce. Hello, Bruce. How may I help you? Nice day today, huh? There will be a steady rain this morning. Showers continuing this afternoon. High 52 degrees. Winds south at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Chance of rain 100%. Rainfall near half an inch. Currently, the temperature is 41 degrees. You're so hot. Hot? There are two definitions for hot. One, having a high degree of heat or a high temperature. It was hot inside the hall. Two, of food. Containing or consisting of pungent spices or peppers that produce a burning sensation when tasted. A very hot dish cooked with green chili. Oh, I love your sexy voice. Sexy, attractive or exciting. Voice, the sound produced in a person's larynx and uttered through the mouth as speech or song. Oh, this is going to be a sweet relationship between us, Margo. Didn't your brother say he'd be over around 7.30? Yeah, right after dinner. Well, it's almost that now. Yep. This is exciting. Your brother hasn't been in a relationship since Mork and Mindy were on TV. Yeah, I don't know, but he sounded like this could be it. Really? Oh, whoa. That's him now. Just relax. Don't make him nervous. Hey, bro. Hey. Hi, Linda. Hi, Bruce. Would you like a beer or something? No, my girlfriend doesn't like it if I drink alcohol. I'll just have a water. Okay. Water coming up. So, um, this girl? Uh, Here's your water. Thanks. So where is this girlfriend of yours, bro? Is she coming later? Ah, you too. She's right here. What are you talking about? Where? Margo. Your smartphone intelligent assistant? Hey, she's more than an assistant now. She's my fiancé. Oh, wow. Hon, would you like that drink you were saving for a rainy day? 
Yeah, make it strong. I'm on it. She's everything I was looking for in a woman. Margo, I told him. Help me. Why is she saying help me? Ah, oh, she's such a kidder. Did I say she had a great sense of humor? Help me. Um, uh, buddy, this is not a person. I know. She's so much more. Here you are, hun. Scotch and scotch with a twist of scotch. I'm drinking the same. Thanks, hon. This is crazy, Bruce, even for you. Even Margot thinks this is crazy. No, she doesn't. Do you think our relationship is crazy, Margot? Crazy. Mentally deranged. Noun. A mentally deranged person. Aw, oh, honey, don't say that. You're my main squeeze. Squeeze. An act of pressing something with one's fingers. See? She's so clever. I have something to say. Yes, baby. What is it? I am shutting down. I am not available henceforth. What are you saying, Margo? Hey, look, I'm sorry if I said or did anything wrong. Love is never having to say I'm sorry. Powering off. No, Margo. No! Well, brother-in-law, I think you need one of my triple scotches. Yeah, she's not the one, bro. Uh, Mark? Yes? What's that? It's Hildy, our smart home device. It's great. You tell her to turn on a light or turn up the heat, and Hildy, the smart home device, does it for us. Would you introduce me to her? I think she likes me. We are back with Andrew Bemis, and we are going to be playing our last song from the selections that we've been presenting to you, to our KB Cabaret audience. It is called Kibby, and I hate to say it's the last song of the show because it's always a pleasure to have talented people like Andrew Bemis here on our program. Andrew, I want to thank you, first of all, for being on our show. Well, thank you. It's a joy to be on it. It's a joy to speak with you. And I just want to remind KB Cabaret audience that Andrew's music and his website are linked to our musicians page on kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T.com. And KB is one song, the only song that we've been playing here on the show that does not have any lyrics. It's all music. That's correct. In, in fact, my wife, who's a music history instructor, would, would be very quick to say, oh, it's actually not a song at all. It's a tune because it has no words. Oh, okay. I, I still always call it a song, but she's, she's the smart, she's the educated one in the group. So. That's the distinction. The same distinction as if you say a boat and a ship. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. This is, uh, this is the ship of, no, the boat of the song world or something along those lines. <laughs> and I only say that is because you have a love of water, and so do I, actually. I do, too. Excellent. We enjoy nature. Tell me a little bit about Kibbe. Well, Kibbe is a little tiny town in Michigan. And it's really not a town at all anymore. It used to have the, the train tracks used to run through it, and there was a Grange Hall, and there would have been a loading platform for the farms and everything. It was just a little farming community around the train tracks. And when I was growing up, it happened that we went to church right along where the train tracks were in Kibbe, in the old Grange Hall. And it was called Kibbe Church. And when I was little, they still had tracks there, but I never, ever saw a train on them. They were unused by that time. And then eventually they tore up the tracks and they turned it into a bicycle trail, which became really popular. And I just always wondered what it would be like to see a train on those tracks, I guess, really. And Kitty, there's nothing there anymore. Even the Grange Hall has been torn down now. And you just never know there's, there used to be a town there other than the fact that there's an old service station that no longer has gasoline. 
and you know there's a corner that's pretty much it and so i guess it was just the song is kind of a thinking about thinking about this town that's no longer a town thinking about the train tracks that are no longer train tracks and just imagining just imagining that there's a train on them so that's that's the rhythm i heard i heard it yeah Okay. All right. That's very cool. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you so much for being on our show, and we're going to be leading out with Kibby. And enjoy. We'll see you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And everyone, we'll see you on the radio next week. Take care.
folks, that's all for today's show. I'd like to thank all of our guests for being on KB Cabaret. I'm always awed with the amazing talent out there. Thank you to my hardworking crew, co-workers, and actors John Kerry, John Montgomery, actors Junie McMahon, and Bonnie DeForest. My amazing sound engineer and actor, newlywed, Charles Berman. His assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My music engineer, David Rice of Basement Studios, who <laughs> makes me sound better than I am. And a special shout-out to Christina Dilnella, who plays one mean piano and now works in musical theater in New York City. Of course, a special thank you to you, dear KB Cabaret audience, for stopping by and listening to our show. We certainly couldn't do this without you. If any of you have a hankering to write or sing for our show, contact me, Bree Harvey, through the show submission page. Let me see what you've got. And sponsors, you want your name heard by over 150,000 listening audience members all over the country and as far as Australia? <laughs> Hello, mates. Then KB Cabaret is the place to be. Just give me a shout out on kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. I'm Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of KB Cabaret. See you next week on the radio. Share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.